Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Trending Twitter Tuesday. Uh, so I'm going to look up uh, trends here on the old, uh, whatever the heck is this called, Tweetbot or something. So I'm going to pause it, actually. All right, so I looked up the things, but I forgot I was going to call my mom. It's 10 p.m. Uh, March something. Uh, my mom, I guess I don't call my mom's phone that often. Oh, why don't you call your mom's phones more often? Because I just call my dad's phone. Okay, that's shaming. I don't see it anywhere in my recents. Boy, that's embarrassing. Okay, this is really burning up time. I got so much I got to do tonight. Oh, other than call your mother, I think. Yep. Yeah, like record the rest of this podcast. Watch a Breaking Bad, Ed. Okay, take it easy. Okay, phone's ringing. Well, this worked great. Now what are we going to do about this? Well, you've got to shoot down my idea just because I tried. Just start talking and then you can come back. See, this is, if anybody's listening to these bloopers, this is what it's like. Uh, they try to say, what's the difference between Scooter and Drew? And I say, Drew's an asshole. They say, Scooter's a freaking diva. All right, so my mom didn't answer there. So it was because I was thinking while I was doing the intro, I said, oh, hey, honestly, that was weird. I had this uh, fugue I went into. You know, I did do, I did it. That was more of a quick, I don't know if I have a term for that. That was, I didn't fugue, you know, usually I say a fugue stated, but or fugue slipped. But that was more a fugue flash. That's definitely what it was. Somebody pencil that in. And definitely see if you can get the uh, DSVM-6 on the phone. And as long as they fired everybody in charge of the DSVM-5, you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but uh, really, uh, see if we can get Fugue flashing in there. And I say, okay, what study? I said, well, I'm a living study, you know. Uh, but I Fugue flash there. I said, geez, what a... I forgot to take a picture of the trends because I'm, you know... Now I'm, you know, fugue-filating or something. I don't even know what that means, but, um, you know, fugue-effing around. But during the intro, I don't I don't even know what the context was. It came up about my uh, my childhood imaginary friend, and I know I had one. Well, this one's going to get personal quick, because ha- I've had a couple of things on my mind this week, actually. So I don't know how we're going to spin a story out of this, but it, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, but somehow in there, I had an interaction with my childhood imaginary friend who I haven't seen when, whenever I decided to, you know, to, 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 you know, push that part of me, you know, say, well, I don't think I ever grew out of it. Man, it's got to be painful to be. Has there been, hey, is anybody, hey, Pixar, listen to this. Let's get to get on this. The pain, it's probably been done, but it's got to be painful being an imaginary friend. I guess it's kind of like Toy Story. Oh, yeah, it's called Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. Uh, you're right. That's exactly, I guess they did. Uh, that's why I said somebody probably did it. See, I'm even getting criticized here, but. Yes, it's incredibly painful to be an imaginary friend. And I guess that was the premise of Toy Story 3. 
or, you know, all the, you know, it's got to be, depending on which character you identify with, incredibly painful to be berated by uh, Woody, or incredibly painful to be burdened with uh, Buzz Lightyear, you know, just depending on who. And I say, well, that's the great thing about those movies. Uh, but anyway, I was saying, man, what if I had a reunion with my childhood imaginary friend? But then I was like, I had to call my mom because I said, I don't, I don't even remember. I know I had one. And, of course, my mom could get mixed up. And, of course, she said, well, it was, it was Albert. And I said, wasn't that Kenneth's? That's my youngest brother. Wasn't it Kenneth's best friend? No, his was Zeke. Are you sure about that, Mom? Because I don't remember talking to anybody named Albert. And they say, geez, remember, remember that episode where I was talking about Kenneth's my buddy, John McDowell? And I say, isn't there like a buddy healed? Uh, did they come with last names? Did Cabbage Patch Kids come with last names? They never had one of those either. Oh, well, now you want me to feel bad because I never get... No, 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 Mom. I was just asking... Uh, Hopefully she'll call back during this, but I'll, you know, I'll put it in the bloopers somewhere. I won't wake anybody up, but so who was my imaginary friend? And then I'm thinking, geez, what, what, you know, what qualities do you look for in an imaginary friend? And I say, or is it just, you know, holy cow, this guy. And again, I'm not trying to hurt any imaginary friends out there or lose that audience because, you know, God forbid I spend 80, 90% of my time in my imagination. But actually, it offers, I didn't think this, this is totally pregnant ponder because it offers this contrast. Like, they say, geez, your imaginary friend was really, uh, for a lot of people, was like an imaginary advocate, right? Or maybe it wasn't that strong. But, you know, in some sense, uh, once, for me at least, maybe my imaginary friend got pushed out by my, you know, internal critic. I mean, huh, this is interesting. I've never thought about this before. Uh, I mean, I've thought about a lot of elements of this, but, you know, when you, is that when, and I know everybody's different, so this is just for me, I'm, I'm wondering for myself, I don't know if this is relatable, but when I turned my back on my imaginary friend or lost touch with that uh, imaginary friend that was so important to me, I can't even remember his name, uh, was that when this other part of me kind of took hold? That was a little more aggressive and, uh, you know, more into punishing me, me or whatever, you know, whatever tactics you, you use. Because uh, one thing I think of is that the imaginary friend likes to do stuff, you know, Imagine your friend be like, hey, let's go do something. They say, well, it's raining outside. We'll just do something right. Let's have some fun. And uh, and I guess like uh, as I've gone through maybe the past uh, 10 years or some point, and a lot of my struggles kind of, you know, run parallel to this, I, I would often wonder, uh, like, when did I start taking life so seriously? And when did I let life take on this weight? Uh, that part of me was like, I don't know if the weight, the weight of the, that you give to your life is equal to the weight you feel like you're carrying or the, the level of seriousness 
uh, that you're giving it. But they said, well, Jesus sure feels that way. So I don't know what to tell you. So, so I don't know if there's a lesson in here. I mean, for me, that maybe is relatable. And maybe this is the magic of the podcast sometimes for me. This, uh, and maybe it's a little self-indulgent, you know, but of uh, getting to explore. Maybe I do need an imaginary friend reunion. Yeah, so I guess there's a couple places we could go with this. I think, uh, geez, I wish I had, like, someone I could ask about this, like ask Jack or ask somebody. I wonder if my, I don't think Jack would be a cool name for an imaginary friend. I mean, one thing would be uh, figuring out the name of my imaginary friend, but I think it's important, like, the qualities and and maybe staying in the moment. Because another thing that came up for me this week, I've been thinking a lot about introversion and my own introversion and and just some limitations I have and being like, Jesus, is there a way I could be more respectful of these Instead of being like, oh, this is a problem I got to figure out and fix. Or uh, if it wasn't for this, you know, then I would be this, you know. And I, I don't know what caught my attention about it, but I was thinking, geez, when, you know, or, and I, I haven't investigated this. But, you know, you think about introversion or extroversion or something in between. And I was just getting curious about it. So not on a clinical level or anything like that. But I was like, when, when did I start? I guess I didn't ask the question this week. Have I, you know, I guess it's a way more accepting way. Maybe that's why people fall into these different camps. But it's like, I mean, I know for me, I'm always looking for certainty. So it's like, oh, you were born an introvert. I'd be like, oh, okay, that gives me some certainty. But that's not where I was thinking this week. I was remembering way, way back. I was like, oh, was I always an introvert or, or not, or was there any time I, or, or, or social anxiety? Maybe it's different. I mean, I know I'm an introvert because I know that my understanding is, okay, if I'm around people, I need some, I don't get recharged when I'm around people, you know, I can be around people and stuff, but my batteries are charged when I, when I have some solace and some downtime where it's my understanding that extroverts really gain energy from being around people. Uh, So I guess that's a little different than having like social anxiety or just being a bit of a loner, I guess is is my thing, or uncomfortableness, all all acceptable things. Uh, But I was thinking way back uh, when I was probably under the age of six, uh, because this is when we lived in this small town and, and, uh, and I just remember being at this birthday party, and it was for it was on my street that I was me and my parents lived down at the time. Which I think I just had my brother, my sister, and my parents at that time. And I can remember going to this birthday party for a neighbor friend of mine, but I don't. I know. I guess uh, maybe he was a little bit older than me, but I didn't know his friends, and it was a big birthday party. And I think I had gone to the party alone. Or I got dropped off there or something, you know. And I can remember, even though I was very young, that I, I felt uncomfortable. Like, I didn't know any, you know, that for people that are introverted or have social anxiety, they say, geez, I don't know anybody here. Which is surprising. When I was looking back at the memory this week, I said, geez, like, 
you know, I was already overthinking stuff. And I remember I said, okay, this is, this party is not for me. And then I also had a fantasy. I, I liked playing with toys, you know, and I also had a fantasy that one day I'd have a bunk bed because I didn't have a bunk bed. And I remember, so I just went up to this kid's room and got in the top of his bunk bed and started playing with some toys or action figures or something. And then I remember a parent or his mother came up and said, no, 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 you got to come down to the party. Uh, you, you can't hide up there. Now, I don't know if this is the same memory or different one. Then I remember winning at uh, Pin the Tail and the Donkey. And I don't think I cheated either, which is rare, you know. I think somehow I won at Pin the Tail and the Donkey by accident. Maybe the mom did that as a present to cheer me up. Or maybe I cheated, but I can remember I don't think I did cheat like that. Uh, I was like, wow. Um, yeah, like I, I feel so... Uh, but I remember initially I didn't like the idea that the mom was making, but then when it was more structured activities, I felt more comfortable. And then now let's not throw the imaginary friend under the bus, you know, but I said, she's where the hell were you there, buddy? Like, uh, like, I don't know if you're named buddy healed or not or whatever, but, uh, why weren't you at that party? And imaginary friend would be like, why didn't you invite me? You know? Or maybe something else, but uh, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that because I was thinking about introversion and stuff. But like, it makes me think about well, Jesus, I'm still trying to buy time to see if my mom calls me back or I think of this imaginary friend of mine's name, Patrick. No, I don't think it was Patrick. I think it might be like a longer name like that, though. Uh, but you know, thinking about this imaginary friend, would be like, well, what kind of qualities do you like why does a kid choose an imaginary friend or some people choose a personified object uh, maybe i don't know like a blankie or bunky or, or something like that or a stuffed animal or i don't know can you have stuffed animal transference anyone you know mental health professionals or uh you know blanket inanimate transference uh, but then it gets into these, you know, say, geez, would you want an imaginary friend that's just like you or very different from you? Because uh, I think my imaginary friend, you know, the nameless imaginary friend for now, uh, was a bit different to me because it seemed like he was like, yeah, always like, hey, let's go do something. And, and that like, well, maybe sometimes, no, I was more of the one. If I was going to do something, it was a bad idea. So if I was going to do something, they'd be like, well, I'd say, well, what were you thinking? And imagine my friend would be like, well, we could go, uh, you know, dig, dig in the dirt. I'd say, you know, we'd pretend we're uh, construction workers. And I said, okay, well, I was thinking about taking my clothes off and going in that uh, creek we're not allowed to go into and trying to become a human dam. And I said, my that's one of my imaginary friends, which would probably just bolt. And I say, what were you doing in the creek? I was making a human dam, and I figured I'd, you know, take my clothes off so I wouldn't get in trouble. And I never did that. I took my clothes. I made a lot of human dams. I was big on making human dams with water. Uh, so there's definitely a difference between being lost in your imagination and, and being with your imaginary friend. Uh, cause, and I guess it, it echoes like a cooperative play, parallel play. Because huh, that's interesting. Uh 
Because, you know, like my imaginary friend was, I think, into cooperative play or parallel play. I think I'm still doing that for the long, you know, 90% of the time. But I remember being big into these dams, just for an example. And always wanted to dam up stuff. And luckily, you know, I lived in Syracuse, so there's a lot of melting snow. So I spent a lot of my, a lot of my damming was on the, the hill we lived on, you know, using snow to dam or, you know, rocks and stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of buying time because I'm just, just, I don't know how I'm going to have a reunion with someone who I can't quite uh, picture, uh, who who was so far into my past. And I guess so uh, uh, ethereal. Are imaginary friends ethereal or concrete? I mean, obviously they're not. Uh, my, my, I can't, I think my imaginary friend... I guess especially because adults couldn't see them. Well, I guess mine were, yeah. He was kind of like a, a drifting spirit. Maybe, oh, you know what? I think his name was Bill. I think that was his name. I was my, I was self and that was Bill was my best friend. I'm pretty sure I just hit it. I said, because I was looking at the trends, I said Bill self. And I said, that's my, me and my best friend, Bill, I believe. My imaginary friend. So I guess, like, uh, I guess this is a strange uh, hybrid thing we're going to do here. But uh, if everyone can, you know, just lie back and relax a little bit more if you can. I guess this is an imaginary friend seance. Because, Bill, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, please don't freak me out if you can, Bill, because I'm trying to do this podcast. Uh, Bill... We were once best friends, and I'm 60 to 70%. That was your name. Actually, I can't say we were best friends, but we were friends. You were my imaginary friend. Bill, if you could hear me, you know, give, give me some traits of yours into my brain. Or, you know, Bill, I shouldn't ask. You know, Bill, I'm here with my podcasting friends. Some are slumbering and some are just resting with us listening. If you can hear me, Bill, I'm sorry. Lo siento. I'm not, I'm not sure what did it, what, what made me uh, let you drift into pure vapor from you know, something much more sublime. I don't know if you, what, what state you were in. Uh, but I'd like to apologize, you know, not for whatever you put into the friendship bill that I may or may not have returned. I'm not sure what you get out of I mean, best, I don't know why I keep using the term best friend. I don't want to put that on you, Bill. But imaginary friendship, I, I can imagine it's hard, Bill. I don't know. I, you know, please don't tell me if you were like 10 time in me with other kids in the neighborhood. Or if you were just coming from my inside, if you were, be, I think it would have been easier to access you unless you're in that giant repressed zone that takes up so much me. Oh, Bill, maybe you could be, you know, don't unlock my repressed zone right now, Bill, in the middle of the episode, please. Uh, maybe you could just sneak out of it somehow and keep your fingers there. And stuff something in the hole and then go right back and close it up. Please don't. 
Unleash the torrent of the repression inside me, Bill. Oh, Bill, I remember laughing with you. A genuine laughter, Bill. I remember talking to my mom about you and having three-way conversations. I remember you shared my dislike of clowns and loud noises and cigarettes. Uh, and maybe you were there when I didn't like that noise at the pancake breakfast. Oh, Bill, my friend, my old friend, I, I, I can't say, Bill, I, I'm not saying this hurtfully, but I've become so, so unfamiliar I can't even say with honesty that I miss you. For, for, for my memory is so faint of you. I think, you know, it's part of your job, Bill. Oh, Bill, I wonder if you've seen any of the Toy Story movies and if they did a good job, if you, you know, you enjoyed them. If you thought the part of Toy Story 3 was the end and you cried like everyone else. Oh, Bill, that sounds nice, but I don't want to overdo saying, oh, Bill. Oh, Bill, I wonder if you find it deliciously ironic that now I'm a friend of Bill. Or if you knew that back then, he said, oh boy, this guy's got it coming. Uh, but, and also, I apologize if, you, if I didn't call you Bill, but I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure, Mom, hey, Mom, uh, Bill, Bill wants some uh, Fruit Loops. Okay. So, Bill, um... I don't know, I can feel I can feel something there, Bill. And he said, Jesus, at puberty, I think it's pre-puberty, though, that I lost you. And, or is it, did you take on this new role? Bill, when people say shadow self, are they, are you related to the shadow self at all? I wonder that, Bill. I thought it'd be nice if we had a reunion, but this is kind of like a, a strange date with someone I'm not even sure of. You know, like, uh, say, geez, I don't know if we're, you know what I mean, Bill? No, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, Bill. I'm not going to try to date you. Don't worry, Bill. That imaginary space is right on the edge of the repressed zone uh, where they bump up against each other. So I keep you on the other side of the repressed zone, Bill. Uh, so, Bill, uh, I don't know. Can we talk? Like I don't know how to talk to you, Bill, buddy. Um, I don't know. What would you think? I guess I'll try to talk like you are a pen pal now, uh, dear Bill. I'm not really. I'm not really skilled at. I'm more good at blathering than pretending I'm writing a. But now I live in Alameda, California, Bill. And I got this podcast. It's a silly podcast. But people slip kind of fun. You're on it now. Congratulations, Bill. Uh, yeah, I've been doing the podcast for a few years. And I got a bunch of other stuff, you know. But that's mostly I go to work. I work on the podcast. I got a couple other things going, Bill. You probably know I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, you know, a nervous guy. Well, I guess I'm not nervous. You're right, Bill. Thanks. Oh, guys. Uh, Bill just made intervened on my behalf, I think. 
Bill, is this, do you like when I'm pen paling you? No, okay, we're, we're on to something. I'm, I've got Bill here. I'm sensing Bill. For some reason, I got uh, that guy from uh, Northern Exposure. Bill, is that you? Do you look like the guy that's in that new, uh, my Greek wedding for two, and uh, from Northern Exposure? And you also, I think, made fancy furniture on uh, Sex in the City. That's weird, Bill. I think you're you're unique. Yeah, yeah. You can't be you. That would make you a little bit older than me. Maybe someone's watching that movie. It's just streaming through my brain right now. So anyway, Bill. I don't know. He seems like a nice guy, even though I can't remember his name either. I couldn't remember your name though, Bill. Uh, and I never, I think I've watched one episode of Northern Exposure. I think he was the DJ. Uh, it seemed like the, the show was just on at the wrong time in my life. I don't know when it was on, but he seemed cool. And then I did watch, I think I saw those Sex in the Cities with you. And I saw the first Greek wedding movie. But now I'm distracted. Bill, I'm sorry. I got a little... Yeah. And was still seeing. Okay. Oh, I just had his name from one of the shows pop in my brain and pop back out. Oh, I think that his name was Aiden, Bill. Uh, but Bill, I was just wondering if you'd want to join me for a reunion. Maybe we could start start somewhere. Maybe I could take you somewhere, Bill, with me. Uh, I guess I didn't think you'd put me on the spot, though, Bill. Where should we go? Someplace nice. You could sit here while I podcast. That wouldn't be a very good way to reunite, though. Or I, I would sing to you, Bill, but, you know, reunited with my imaginary. Were we best friends, Bill? It terrifies me to ask, what qualities did you see in me? As a best friend, we're, you know, potential best, imaginary human, imaginary human, the Andrew Ackerman story, uh, Gingerbread Press 2020. I think that might actually be, Bill, would you be the uh, imaginary, could you write, I mean, write an autobiography for me? And don't put any real stuff in it, Bill, just make it fiction, thanks. Uh, but Bill, I guess I got off track because I think I was getting too emotionally, you know, intimacy. I got to brave some intimacy. I know, Bill. So I, I guess, Bill, I'm sorry. I guess I was trying to use different tactics to like make it less intimate. But I'm sorry, you know. I don't know what happened. I know, you know, it's just some some stuff they call progress or development happened and. You know, I got this real grouchy part of me that grew. And I don't know if that's you, Bill, or that's me. Were you a part of me or were you an external part? I don't know, Bill, and any of that stuff. I don't really understand it. Though I spend so much time and money trying to, or a lot of time just thinking about it. Uh, but, Bill, I, I, I don't know if it, I, I bet you, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I bet you it hurts your feelings, you know. Uh, wherever you are, you know, we had some fun times together, and I don't know if I always took you up on the fun times, but you were there for me. 
I don't know if it's worse that I uh, lost track of you and, and let you uh, evaporate, to, for lack of a better term, or that I didn't delight in the time I had for you. I think that's probably the bigger sin, Bill. Uh, not delighting in the time I had with you. Uh, so I'm sorry for that, and, and I guess I'm, uh, I, I, I'm honestly having uh, as deep as a level of uh, uh, sorrow as I'm comfortable with right now, Billy. You know, geez, I'm sorry I left you behind. And I don't know if you'd want to reunite and do something uh, like, what do, we, what do you think we could go on a Ferris wheel ride? No. Well, that's good. You, Bill's got an opinion, so that's that's a plus. Great. Everybody that comes on this podcast has got an opinion. Okay, Bill. Well, I'm I'm, 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 out, I'm out of ideas of what we could do. Would you want to go on a drive with me? Maybe. Okay, Bill shrugged his shoulders. Okay, you're definitely, you're, this is definitely the right imaginary friend. Oh, you want to go back there to our childhood home. It wasn't, I mean, part of our childhood home. Were you there when I visited this summer? It was a strange feeling, yeah. The house I lived in until I was like five or six years old. Yeah, that was weird, Bill, going back there. And the house was a little bit different, and things looked the same but different. It that was that was, uh, and then we went off that street that ran parallel to it, and I said, "Geez, this is a street from my dreams," and it was just a recent dream uh, that I had been on that street, uh, you know, where the, the backyard of the house. Remember, my we were looking, and we could see the back of the house from my childhood. Yeah, I remember being in that backyard. It was a small, it had a giant industrial tire painted red or blue or at different points. So I can remember that, Bill. And then I can remember that it was uh, surrounded by an old wooden fence, a tall wooden fence with those. Uh, and I can remember one of my cousins trying to climb the fence and then uh, sitting on the pointy things and it hurting him. And, I mean, not bad, just enough to, to, to say, oh, and everybody laughed at him. But I remember we had some good times at that tire, Bill. And, yeah, I remember the rocking horse. I know you were going to bring that up. It's a dangerously trope, you know, because uh, the G.H. Lawrence kind of, you know, cornered the market on uh, rocking horse-related childhood metaphors. But I can remember, Rock, I mean, that was before we were even, maybe you did know about D.H. Lawrence back then, Bill. But I didn't. But I remember rocking on that rocking horse. And I don't think they make those because it had the springs, you know. It had uh, probably eight springs, two on each side, two on the front left, two on the front right. So it was kind of a bouncing, it wasn't a rocking horse. No, I think it did rock back and forth, but with a spring motion. And I can remember being there, Bill, with you. And I think it was my grandfather, and they were watching horse racing, and I was racing with you, Bill, and the horse, of course. Were you my trainer? 
And yeah, I can remember the energy of that horse and the movements and it being soothing and, and uh, cathartic at the same time. But I don't really remember any other stuff we did, Bill. Uh, what time we we spent together. And I, I guess, and I, don't th- I think, you, I didn't think you left me, I left you, because they say, geez, we, maybe we need to reunite you and I, Bill. Uh, and it, it, maybe it could be a relatable way for other people to start this quest. And then, you know, maybe we can make some money off it, you know, write a book, uh, you know, re- return to the imaginary friend, and then we could do one about parenting, you know, uh, fostering imaginary friendships. That's too clinical. What do you even know, Bill? You okay? Well, we should just do it for free, right? Uh, free and imaginary. But I, I kind of wonder, Bill, I was thinking, I was saying this before I reached out to you. And I get my fingers crossed because I hope your name's Bill. Holy mackerel. Can you imagine if I cross paths with somebody else's imaginary friend? Or, you know, the kind of, I don't know if there's like a place where you all, all the imaginary friends hang out. But if you have to go back there and they're like, you're human, didn't even know your name. Oh, Bill, I'm sorry. But that would be, you know, that's kind of par for the course being my imaginary friend, right? Okay, so you get me. That's good. So Bill does get me. But, but you know what I mean, Bill? Like, because uh, I was saying, what if uh, there was an imaginary advocate? And I know it's OSJW, this is getting too touchy-feely, but it's true, Bill. Because uh, at some point, not only did I just give up on you, I kind of gave up on myself. You know that. And maybe that hurt you, too. And, but then I said, well, let me figure out a way to manage all this. And I kind of got this part of me. And this is a kind of broad generalization, this critical part of me, Bill. I guess I'm still curious, you know, are you involved there? Or did I repurpose your role? Maybe I could unpurpose it now. Or if you're two separate parts of me, or if it even matters, you know. Or maybe that's where I could ask for you to, to intervene here. I'm trying to help this other part of me out. Trying to figure out how to treat uh, 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 human beings and all the wonderful personalities that make me up with some dignity and respect. Uh, but I guess it's, you know, maybe it starts with us, Bill. What, what do you say we go to the New York State Fair? Yeah, let's go for just a few minutes, Bill. And we'll go in through the gate across from uh, Crucible, the Crucible Steel Mill. I think it's now owned by Bethlehem Steel, Bill. We're back when, did, did I ever take you to the New York State Fair with me, Bill? How you have been? Okay. So we're going through, it's a weekday, because I know Dad would take an afternoon off of work uh, so we could go on a weekday. Uh, to the New York State Fair. We're going in this entrance uh, by the steel mill. And I can't remember where we parked, but we're, you know, I'm a kid. I don't really need to know. We're getting our lost kid tags. Wegsman's New York State Fair. Bright orange. We're going to write our names on it. I'm going to make yours out, Bill A. I'm going to put my name and address on there, Bill. 
Maybe I'll take you. I'll be me now, and you could be a little Bill. How's that sound? Yeah, let me take your hand here, Bill. And, you know, we're in here now. Now you can see ahead. Oh, there's a policeman. You want to say hi? Now, if you get lost, these are New York State troopers. I think, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, that's what they're called. I think they're the state police. That's what they call them. And so if you get lost, uh, just find one of these guys and say, hey, I'm lost. My name's Bill. I don't know if they'll be able to see or not, uh, but in this case, they will. So, yeah, the New York State Fair, Bill, this is the great New York State Fair. You can hear all the announcements going on and the smells. And to our left is the Center of Progress, the Center of Progress, or Progress Center building or something. That's where they sell all the crap in there. It's fun to go in, though. But we won't go in there today. We'll just spend a few minutes. You got to use the restroom. There's a restroom there. Oh, no, you don't have a bladder. Great. Does that mean you and I don't have to buy any freaking food? Oh, you want, that smells good, huh? You want some cotton candy, Bill? No problem. So we're going to walk here. This is the main entrance up here on the right. There's a couple radio stations, 95X. That was used to be classic rock. I don't know, and there's 94. I think that used to be... Uh, Adult contemporary, I think they called it. Uh, yeah. So then, if you if we this is uh, it used to be cool. I think it's Cole Muffler Court, or it used to be Cole Muffler. I think it's Miller Court. Now it's Cole Muffler Court, uh, Bill. And then here is the New York State uh, celebration of things made in New York State. Yeah. Well, no, like. Uh, like goods, you know, like see there's cider and be it's like uh artisan goods, uh, artisan goods, yeah, Bill. Uh what's the one thing you want to do when you're here, Bill? Uh would you would you like to go on a carousel ride with, or a Ferris wheel ride with me, Bill? With I'll give I'll buy you cotton candy. Maybe. Let's just walk through here. There's stands of deep fried and fried foods and so many options and smells, but I guess I'm getting distracted. Bill, it's good to be walking with you. Do you like it here? Do you like the warm summer air? It's the end of the summer. And, you know, I guess a little, you know, yeah, I, I, I know, Bill, it's a little strange reconnecting after all these years. And I want to welcome you back. Uh, I know you're hesitant to trust me, and I can totally understand that. Uh, don't worry, I'll buy it. Let's see, would you want some pink or some blue? You want it in a sticker in a bag? Of course, on a stick. Who? In a bag just feels like, uh, you're right. Oh, you, she's giving you bolts. And I won't tell you that, in my opinion, it all tastes the same, but it tastes great, huh, Bill? Oh, wow. So you can't eat cotton candy, but you don't need to use the restroom. So let's just skip across the fair, you know, Bill, and let's go straight to the midway. Because it's dusk now, and the lights are starting to go on, huh? And the noises, we can hear the, the squeals and the... The sounds, Bill. 
And yeah, let's get in line here. I got, I got us some tickets. You know, they usually don't use tickets, but since this is a within an imagination, yeah, that's right, Bill. None of this is real. It's all a construction. Constructed. Oh, thanks. I didn't know you had better grammar than me. That's good to know, Bill. Even better. So yeah, this is a giant Ferris wheel. We're gonna get a view of the sun, just setting. It's a perfect New York State temperature summer. Oh, Bill, I can feel it in my skin, in my pores. I can smell deep fried combined with summer, combined with the livestock here in the sunscreen on this safety bar. But, Bill, I gotta wonder if you haven't been around already We're helping me on this podcast because I've been wondering if you, if you, you, maybe I have to thank you for this podcast, Bill, because I don't know how I've done it. Every once in a while when I stop and I try to say that it's all real, that I've been following through on this podcast, Bill, I get terrified. And I say, Jesus, can't even possibly be real that I've been telling these stories. And it's counterintuitive and it's, uh, you know, different than how my mind thinks about stuff. And even what a lot of me believes, you know, well, let's see, you're, you're doing, you know, you know it all, Bill. You know me deep down. Uh, but, but there has to be so there has to be something driving this, Bill, that me following through. And having fun despite myself. And I wonder if it's you I should be thanking, Bill. Like, is that a part of your ephemeral nature or however, whatever the correct word is? Uh, that you've been, you know, dissipated just into my general imagination? Because I always wonder who makes these podcasts, Bill. Because when I'm not making them and I'm thinking about them, and worrying about them. I'm like, well, this isn't the same person that's making these shows. Or when I look back at, you know, when I t- took a separate pass from you, I say, how is all this spot? W- what's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, thanks, Phil. You didn't have to. Are you holding me? Yeah, uh, that's nice, Phil. Thank you. Um, so I guess I got to thank you. Is you, is this like the footsteps in the sand or mo- moment? Imagination. There's no footsteps in the imagination. Okay. So then that's, that makes it tough to, to, to tie into a nice little phrase, you know, but, but, uh, so we've been together the whole time. I've just needed to reunite with you. But I still have him having trouble. Oh, it's not supposed to be easy, huh? You're right, I guess. Bill, you're so wise. Why am I? Why was I holding your hand when you were holding mine? Is that? Can we put that on a card? Do you think, Bill, we could sell that? Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Oh, you are wise, Bill. So wise. You're not wise because you have other imaginary people do you please don't tell me that that the only thing worse than that would be you know when my pillows are yeah i am trying to just deflect from my uncomfortableness yeah 
It's okay. Do we? Yeah. Well, so Bill, um, geez, it's good here to be in the sun. I guess I needed the, uh, New York state fair in this funnel cake I've had in my pocket and I'm going to eat now while you eat your cotton candy. The late summer sun setting on the horizon, this huge, huge Ferris wheel, uh, so safely constructed by these wonderful people running it. Uh, you know, that were under, you know, underbid the other company. Great. Yeah, don't worry. I won't worry, Bill. I'm not worried at all. My teeth are chattering from joy. And all the smells. It's still, we still needed to reunite, didn't we, Bill? So what do we do about the, we don't need to do anything? Okay, is that kind of the, one of those paradoxical wisdoms? Maybe. If Bill. Uh, well, I guess I wasn't ready. That's why I had to set you aside. You're too complex for me, even now. But as a kid, I kind of just needed the easy answers. Uh, how the hell did you get so much nuance if you if you haven't been? Oh, right, you've been here the whole time, but I, we can't use that other metaphor. Or, hey, or have you been with other humans? Again, please don't. You know, because they said, Jesus, Andy was, because I remember when Andy took, uh, at least I remember when he took Buzz Lightyear out of the box. So, did you, did you like those movies, Bill? You did. Okay, that's great. And again, Bill, I, you know, I tried to call my mom to confirm what your name was, but. So, it's been good to be in with you here. Thanks for holding me. And thanks for helping me, I guess. And I hope we can reconnect and reforge a friendship. Might be fun. Uh, you're laughing. I seem to have forgotten what fun is. You're right about that, Bill. But maybe I could re rediscover it uh, with you. you know, it's okay. Then I'm extroverted. Thanks. And then I have social anxiety. Thanks. You don't think you could help me with uh, maybe, you know, because they say, remember what's that Worcestershire sauce? No, that wasn't a joke. That really happened, Bill. You, I thought you were, oh, you're not always there. Yeah, no, that wasn't a joke that I said on the podcast. That really happened. Well, you know, that's the kind of stuff that always happens with when I'm trying to say, hey, I, how you doing? We'll work on it. Do you, do imaginary friends date? I mean, don't, please don't, oh, man, Bill, don't tell me that's going to happen, like, where I'll get a crush on somebody and they'll say, well, I, and they'll say, well, I like, kind of like Bill. Well, Bill's my imaginary friend. He doesn't exist. Yeah, but I like Bill. I'm sorry. You're nice, but Bill's just so, because that always happens to me. You know that, Bill? You were there for those. Uh, yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, so I, I think you're probably, are you, you know, you're, you're, you're very sexual, Bill. Please don't say those kind of things to me. Not now. Oh, well, you live within me. I can't understand any of this. Maybe you could, could you take on more of like a, a Kung Fu master role at some point for me? I don't have the discipline for Kung Fu. I meant, you know, metaphorically kind of. Did you just sigh, Bill? Well, anyway, it's good to reconnect with you as this Ferris wheel spins. 
you know, I've been on a spinning Ferris wheel for so long, and now I'm on the, I guess this is the same wheel in a different car, or the same car I've been in all along, but now I'm realizing my, my best friend here, my imaginary friend, you know, that is somewhat real, totally real. Sorry, Bill, you don't have to glare. I didn't think imaginary friends glared either. Are you playing with me? I think my imaginary, my playful imaginary best friend, Bill, real, in some sense of the word. Well, this is being recorded, Bill. I can't, I can't be on record because in Cal, California it's called a 50. Okay. Bill's trying to not be critical, but uh, correct, he's trying to correct my behavior. Not used to this kind of uh, dueling of equals, near equals, Bill said. He, Bill thinks he's a freaking comedian. It's just when I need an imaginary friend that's a comedian. Bill, we should get on that. Imaginary friend comedy tour. Hey, take it. And then if I get nervous, I could just have you take the money. Hey, take it, Bill, my imaginary friend. All right, so as we travel, we're moving in a circle. The sun is setting. My best friend's arms around me. And I feel well. Good night.